This is episode 23. He's a poet that finds inspiration through rock, hip hop, funk, really any genre of music that ignites his creative flame. In addition, he's a mental health advocate funneling his anxiety and depression into spoken words. His live performances will captivate you and pull you in for an auditory ride. This is Christian Morant. My friend, how are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me, Maggie. Uh, yes. We want to do this for a minute, and I'm excited we can do it finally. <laughs> Hell yes! And thank you for that awesome uh, introduction. Wasn't oh my gosh! All that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the compliment. That's the one thing. Yeah. Uh, the questions are actually like the fun, easy part when I when I do these interviews, but it's the intro that I always stress out about because I want to, you know, yeah. encapsulate the person. Just yeah, right. I feel like so. there's just gonna be like theatrical music behind it. Like, you're yeah. doing, you just do it so well. I'm like, ooh, boom, boom. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going for. So it's like, cue the like very loud, booming Disney music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one exactly. those, like Fantasia. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> so where are you at currently? Yes, like mentally or like physically? <laughs> physically, because you're in, I know you go back and forth between Charleston and New York, right? Yes, so that's that's what I do. Uh, I'm back back and forth between there. Uh, currently, I am in New York, uh, but I go, you know, like I said, back and forth between here and Charleston, um, Philly, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Pretty much trying to, you know, that's like the, the two peaks right now. But I want, I need to, I want to fill in that middle gap. I want to like, mm-hmm. I want to go the whole East Coast and eventually, you know, tour everywhere. Um, that's that's a thing I really want to do is tour um at one point i don't know if that needs to be myself or like gathering a group of poets slash musicians um i think it's on the horizon i've got nothing in the works just yet but like i'm gonna put it out there um because i think that'd be really cool that'd be really cool but right now it's in new york um for the most part solid well i like that idea of musicians and poets together kind of touring around since there's definitely that relationship between songwriters and poets oh absolutely that's actually that's that's something let's see i don't know maybe a year or two ago when i really dove from music to poetry like i want my sets to be because i don't want like coming from a big family musician uh in honor of the family i don't want to lose that aspect of myself but also just myself i don't want to lose that part so like but poetry is something where i'm going I feel from what I know, I'm the first one to go this this particular route. So mm-hmm. I want to bring those worlds together. Um, and I'm talking to my hot pop harp duo uh, buddies, Kufnot and Christina Lee. I think I mentioned to you. Mm-hmm. Super dope. Yes. Super yes. amazing humans. Start following them on Instagram. Yes. Yes. They, they're amazing humans. Um, and I'm always trying to plug them everywhere I can. But um, I think eventually we're going to be doing stuff together. The harpist, at least, she, you know, she's played behind me. And that's just, it's so beautiful. So, like, mm-hmm. bringing that poetry music world together, I think, is definitely something that's, that's coming to more to fruition, at least for me. So you mentioned a little bit about transitioning from being a musician now going into this adventure of spoken word and poetry. Why do you think you made that transition? And not to say that you can't do both, but mm-hmm. you seem to be a little bit more focused on the poetry aspect mm-hmm. right now. So was there a reason that you gravitated or transitioned more over to that? 
Um, I've I've tried to think about that very question myself. Um, no, I just, I mean I just had a in, just an outpouring of words and lyrics, and I didn't know what to do. And the Noisy Boys thing, like it was it was cool. We were getting a buzz, um, and we still have a ton, a load of songs in the vault that I hope to return to one day. But I just something in the universe I think was just pushing me this way um and you know I had my own solo stuff under lyrical and all that stuff but that was all like heavy and you know I I, I think through the music it was like all right what are you retailing what what are we going to tailor you to and uh mm-hmm. ultimately I think it's like my actual voice the actual words that I'm saying um which music's good uh for that when you can either listen to the lyrics um or you don't have to but in my particular realm i think it it really is you know you have to listen to the words so that's where spoken word provides that platform because you have to be attentive like that's all the art form is is like Mm -hmm. what do they do with these with these which in music in any tracks and stuff you know you like again like i said you can just get lost in the music you don't necessarily have to listen um so I, I don't I don't know. I just needed to know. I was like, I'm not making I'm not making the impact I feel like I am with my words. And so that's I naturally gravitated that way. So And so we'll let's back up a little bit. You mentioned noisy voice, you mentioned lyrical. So these are all previous musical ventures that you I guess we'll say you participated in or um it's almost like seasons or chapters, I feel like a little bit, um, when we've spoken previously about just your evolution as an artist, they seem very much like chapters of where you focused on something specific, evolved, and then moved on to maybe something else. Um, Because you even spoke about the lyrical, it was more heavy. Um, And and when when you say heavy, you mean like in content or just emotions or... Yeah. What, um, emotions. Um, at darker. I was in a mm-hmm. very darker place. Um, de- depression and anxiety and stuff like that. And that was my only outlet. And um, I don't. I think you, are you familiar with you familiar with the beautiful pain project I did? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, interviewing a bunch, hundred different people, and like that was still while it was dark. It was one of the most fulfilling experiences I had, at least to help get me through that. Mm-hmm. um so it's definitely chapters um of my life um and now and i'm very i still have i still perform darker pieces in the spoken word community the poetry community um however i'm i'm selective sometimes because i've i've realized now that i am gaining a voice um i have to realize how to use that voice um mm-hmm. and you know it, anybody we can we can always go out and i can say whatever and do whatever as an artist like there is that route um which is what i think was happening with noisy boys in in lyrical at one point where i was just like lashing i was just out there just doing which was good for me at the time but um i think part of like what i saw um i guess subconsciously i didn't really know i just woke up one day and asked myself why um as far as why i stopped drinking like i just I think I saw this life happening. I was like, oh, cool, Noisy Boys is getting the buzz. And like, people are jamming and stuff. But I was like, do mm-hmm. I really want to be 
in that anymore. Um, so I just changed changed my life uh, lifestyle, um, which is which was kind of hurt things in the long run. And the well, it hurt the trajectory. It just changed. Mm-hmm. It changes the trajectory. Um, but direction. one thing, I, yeah, one thing I want to touch on as far as chapters is I am working on a book. So, uh, you know, I've sent the manuscript out to a few close friends. Um, and okay. I'm gonna, I want, you, we could talk off the scenes um, as far as the title goes and, and whatnot, but um, it involves some growth and stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. <laughs> oh, wow. So is it, um, what can you share? Like, is it a book of spoken, like written pieces? Yes. Yeah, okay. It's, it's it's a book of it's a book of poetry. Um, okay. I originally at one point thought I was going to do a bunch of passages. I went through a, a stint back in like 2016, and I never actually developed the rest of that. Um, and luckily, I have all my pieces now in this book format. Um, should hopefully be on the horizon sometime soon. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the last legs is working on the cover art, um, which I I could do myself, but I've actually taken it upon like I've done so many things myself that I, I want somebody else's name and artwork. Like I have the concept. I just want mm-hmm. to be able to help somebody else um, slap it on there and be like, yo, this person designed this. I didn't do this. It was my idea because like, I just, I just want to start spreading those wings and be like, yeah, we were all involved kind of, kind of deal. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited. That's yeah, that's super exciting. I mean, I can just tell by your face like you're super giddy about it and just yeah. I mean, almost elated. Like you're just yes. ready to get this work out. That's the other thing. I'm also ready to move on to the next chapter. Like um, Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that is. So So you mentioned too that you were from a family of musicians. And because of that. I assume that you were around music a lot growing up as a we Christian. Uh, can you tell us or can you recall your earliest memory of music? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's like been a nonstop, nonstop journey. Um, mm-hmm. I think you might be familiar, um, but I know a lot of Charleston is, but my dad was a music producer uh for the Backstreet Boys so I think we you and I touched on that before so that Mm -hmm. was a crazy part of my life um and so they were just people uh to me um Mm -hmm. but I don't think at that young age I was actively like taking in like them as as artists Mm -hmm. um I was just around it I think the things I was actually starting to absorb um was probably stuff like uh Papa Roach, Lincoln Park, uh Eminem, um th- things like that. Um and which I if you look if 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 you speed up to the day, which is why like I think I went in that whole lyrical route because it was just people like lyricism, like why I was grad I didn't know I was gravitating towards that. Um I know my first I think my first what I deemed my first concert that my dad took me to that wasn't Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um was a pop roach she was up in new york and he was managing some other artists at the time named crystal and i had long hair then uh and i was headbanging and it was just it was an amazing it was an amazing time it was crazy this is back i think you know when pop roach wasn't big when last resort 
was just coming out um mm -hmm. I don't know I think I was a teen or even younger like oh, crazy wow. so, yeah yeah <laughs> do you do you and your dad still go and like check out live music together I know with the pandemic and stuff obviously quite dodgy but now that we're kind of getting back into the rhythm of things like are you guys gonna start going to more live shows together is he like your concert buddy uh, no that's actually one thing that uh we didn't really do much we we traveled together really just mm -hmm. like he would take me on vacations and actually you know treat me like a son um and i think just naturally like taking me in the scene and stuff was just uh it wasn't until recent years that obviously i i realized how fortunate i was um that that was just my life uh but now we never like as far as going to the the concerts and stuff we didn't really do that too much um also i've you know i've several siblings so you mm -hmm. know he plays he plays a big super dad life um which is cool but, yeah uh, i mean we and our thing our thing was movies um okay yeah take like for like i don't know if you're familiar with the saw series like saw um i'm familiar i've never seen them i don't like scary movies i yeah. can't i can't handle it <laughs> Yeah. So there's like eight of them, and every yeah. year they would come out. They would come out at midnight, and he would take me to go see it at midnight. That would like be our, one of our things. It's a crazy, wild movie, but so movies was like my thing. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, and I'm uh, I may or may not be doing things with film nowadays too. Okay, <laughs> look at all these chapters that are just you know coming into your life. Yeah, yeah, and oh, and recently some modeling too. So that's been that's been super cool. <laughs> I just saw that on your Instagram, which we will we will link your Instagram obviously in the blog post so everyone can follow you and check you out. But um, yeah, can we talk about that modeling really quick? Because yeah. I mean, hello, handsome, what is happening? <laughs> you and your gorgeous, gorgeous locks, just in all its glory. <laughs> So, yes, so you mentioned my, my, my locks, my curly hair. Um, <laughs> I used to, so I used to have an insecurity, like I think most people do. Um, I used to shave my hair. I used to be typical Charlestonian, prep, mm. like salmon shorts, like, you know, typical everything. It's mm. fine. You shave my hair and everything, but like I finally, through this growth phase, grew out of that. And um, so nowadays, yes, I, I, I do get a lot of attention on my hair. <laughs> And I, I'm learning to embrace it. So anyway, through that learning to embrace it, there's a mm -hmm. there's a dope community called Philly Create, um, where they bring every month, I think it's once a month, they bring designers, photographers, um, models together. Um, and it's a full on like fashion show. And this was my first one and it happened to be one of the bigger ones. Um, mm -hmm. And they really do a great job. Uh, I forget the last name, but his name's Sam. Uh, he, he it's called Philly Create again. Um, and I was just like, you know what? Let me see if I can go all out. If people are telling me I got good hair, if people are doing this, let me see if I can tap in. You know, it, it was always something I kind of pushed the, the, the pedal on because I didn't mm -hmm. just want to jump into something where like, oh, I think I look good. Let me be a model. Let me like, cause you know, that, anybody can do that. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not doing it to, um, because I think I look good. I, 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 For the, yeah, the glory of it or the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was super fun, man. The designer was really cool. Um, and they happen, you know, there's a lot of single ones that they happen to like do a couple thing, which turned out really well for me. Um, yeah. She was gorgeous. And then, then we had 
like they put it all together and then um they they like showcase us and then afterwards we kind of like dispersed and everyone kind of got their own single sessions and there's so many magical moments they're putting together for a book um that'll mm-hmm. be out um so yeah so it's been really cool i'm just trying to dive into everything man it's pretty, it's pretty i love wild, that though. though like you always give me inspiration because sometimes i'm like no i can't do this i should really stay in my lane and do this no i can't do that i should really do this and oh, it's no, like no, no. You do it all yeah. you can do it you yeah do it. like you're such a great example of i you at least have taught me to at least try it and if it doesn't not that it quote unquote wouldn't work out, but like if it doesn't come to fruition of how you thought it would be, or if you're just not vibing with it, it's totally fine to like exactly. go on to the next thing. And it's not going to make exactly. or break anything in your life. Your your heart will definitely tell you if it's like in in line. And I'm like, you know, because if you're like, oh, that seems kind of cool. Um, it does get crazy when you're like, you have all the opportunities. That was one thing when I first started embracing the New York City. I was like, mm-hmm. the world of opportunity is crazy. Like, there's so much. So you got to be, you got to be careful and really be like, all right, hold on. Which things do I really gravitate towards? Because you can get, you know, in this industry, you can get really, like, awkward in different yeah. directions. So I'm very, I'm a big proponent of the word no. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, like, so like, just, you know, like, that's not me. That's not my opportunity. But at the same time, I'm also a big proponent of like, Yo, if you're feeling like want to do something, try it. Yeah. Um, I forget who it was, but there was a rapper that was like, yeah, when did trying become like not cool? Um, mm. Because that's, there's some video I saw. And I'm like, yeah, ASAP Rocky. It was ASAP Rocky. Um, okay. Somewhere there's a video on the World Wide Web. <laughs> and like, oh, when that thing. Trying... Yeah, that thing. <laughs> so <laughs> when did trying become not cool? Yeah, and like I love that. I'm like, yes, like just try. It doesn't doesn't matter. Do do whatever. Like if you're feeling it, because if you get that you get that fire in your soul once you feel mm-hmm. it, you're like you're gonna trajectory off in that way. So, yeah, I'll, I'll dumb it down. <laughs> no, no, that see, and this is why I get so excited whenever we get together and talk because just the energy starts to exude, just coming of like coming out of you of creativity and energy. You know, like your vibrations it's just so like happy and good and high and it's just all good thank you so it feels good to hear that because I never thought I would go through that sense of depression um Mm -hmm. it it feels good because I feel more natural bringing this type of energy and light because that was a I don't know. That was a, that was a chapter in my life that lasted way too long, like three mm-hmm. years worthwhile. Um, I'm just grateful to have gotten through it. Um, and I, you know, there's people nowadays that where I see they're going through that darkness, and I'm just like, um, and there's a wonderful poet. Um, I don't know if I, I'll leave her name off because I don't know if she wants to be publicized, but um, she looked, she 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 looked up to me, and it's really wild and she's like eager for the manuscript and i'm really grateful for that and like she's been Mm -hmm. having a tough time um and her feedback on the manuscript was amazing and i'm like wow that's this this stuff's coming full circle all that all that heartache all that all that stuff i went through is 
want to say paying off, but just resonating in a way um, that is beyond me. And it's, it's, it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, uh, um, and if we get too personal, you can certainly say no, but no, no, go, go, go. how, um, I know we talked about this a little bit because you are an advocate of mental health as someone that has suffered from depression, anxiety. How did you find your way through it and then to the other side? And I know that there's probably not like a clear and cut answer to such a question, but I think it's always so interesting to hear how people navigate through that and then how they get through to on the other side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm music and creativity, like a, it's a it's a therapy. Um, Taylor Zawinski, you familiar with her from Nine to Five? Yes, very yes. talented so, photographer, very talented exactly. lady. She is a wonderful human, and she put she put us on the, a lot of the artists on the map through Nine to Five magazine. Like that was one of our Noisy Boys first publications. So anyway, I bring her up because um she's actually the last two words the voice on my song tender love and care i brought Mm -hmm. brought her in to be the female voice on that and afterwards we went and got lunch and i told her we were like she was like man your energy all this other stuff um was amazing and i told her like we were getting real intimate about it and i was like yeah I, i don't know what i would do if i didn't have this outlet like if i didn't have writing or music like it was, a, it, was, it was a scary thought to think of. Um, and I think I even had a discussion with a former teacher of mine of like, I, I don't see myself ever getting to that point of wanting to leave this world personally, but I think I've, I got over that hump to, to possibly see like why someone would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very scary thing um now I don't I can't ever speak for anybody but myself so like that's not a totally fair thing to say like I don't you never know what someone's going through but um I'm I'm very thankful for uh music as an outlet uh writing um also I didn't realize the thing that I was lacking a purpose uh until I did realize it later but Mm -hmm. like ah, giving yourself to others serving others brings you joy and I'm not even talking on some hippie vibes like there's like a chemical there's just something about it talking to others being social helping people it it just fills your cup up and then um and and if it's available to actual therapy I did that too (laughs) good Uh, yes I I felt like I needed someone to talk to um because nobody was understanding me so I did that Mm -hmm. um you know, um, there's things out there, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's ever any one answer, but the creative world, I think, um, I think that's a pretty solid, solid one for anybody um, mm-hmm. who doesn't love music and entertainment and arts and all the wacky, crazy things people get to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm grateful for that. That's, that's I think that's what kind of helped me. Yeah. And looking back now, having that and being able to be in the place that you're in and being able to look back and reflect on that time in your life is, 
you look at it as almost like it's a, definitely a very hard and trying time in your life. But being able to look back at it now, it's such a blessing to be yes. able to see out of it. Yes. And and I know a lot of people, again, I can't speak for you. I can't speak for anyone. I only speak for myself. But going through hard times in your life, no matter the severity of it, there is always some form of reflection that you can take with you into the next chapters of your life that are a blessing. But unfortunately, in that period of time, you're just not able to see them currently. Yeah, man, it's it, it's a crazy, it's a really crazy thing like um, to go through. I mean, whatever it is, I mean, whether it's depression or abuse or I mean, any part of your life, even joy, even the happy parts, like if you're truly living present, you're not really like knowing what's going on. Um, mm -hmm. And like, but particularly down the route of depression, um, the beautiful pain project, my partner, music partner, Josh Davidson, um, he sang the uh, bridge on that. Yeah, there's no, there's not even a hook in it. But one of the, one of the big points in it uh, that I wrote, I wrote the whole thing um, and I brought him in to sing it. Um, and uh, hold, stay strong, hold on, we all belong. Mm -hmm. um remembering that like was that was a big point in that song um and I was I was very happy when he got on that um but yeah when you're yeah when you're in it, it it you feel like your whole world's crumbling nobody's helping you your friends that, that was another part I was something got a hold of me and I was not treating people right I wasn't treating the mm -hmm. people uh in my life that were there helping me. Um, Josh being one of them too, um, but not seeing that. I'm just like yeah. all up in my own head and like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, it, it's wild. Um, the impact you can have, whether loving or, or, or uh, darkness. Um, mm. But then at some point, we, I think we all have the choice to make like, yo, I've got to get better. I've got mm -hmm. to do something. And once I started doing that, it started like, I started climbing out of this hole mm -hmm. um, because you just can't wallow in that. Like, I know a lot of people, I have, I have family. I know a lot of people that just wallow in that. Like at some point, like you've got to make a decision and be like, I want better for myself. Like, mm -hmm. Like you don't need to, and you don't need the million dollar house or the cars and all that stuff. I just want to be genuinely happy. <laughs> like, yeah, and that that only comes from within. So, sorry, I went on a little tangent there. No, you're fine. I just got a very scary pop up message saying that it's going to end me this in this interview, this recording in ten minutes. Oh, oh, I see unless that. Yeah, I yeah, upgrade yeah. to pro. So, fuck okay. you, Zoom. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> Real quick. Holy Do we need to shit. hop over to Skype or something? I I don't know. <laughs> I um. Okay. Or just well, restart it. I don't can, know how much time were you trying to like. I normally do it thirty minutes, but um. I guess we can do this and we can like do it quickly in ten minutes. Um, I don't know. Let's just we're if, gonna ride we it out. To, yeah, yeah, ride we'll it out. Part two. Need, yeah, yeah. That's what I was like. We're just gonna roll with this. We're going to okay. do another 10 minutes and then we can always do a part two and just okay. take it from there. But also, uh, fuck, fuck you, Zoom. 
bullshit. <laughs> Gotta um, get that money. <laughs> holy crap, that scared me so bad. Anyway, so oh, um, I'm now a little flustered. I'm like, oh my gosh. So out of the work that you have done previously, just poetry, spoken word, is there something that really sticks out to you as a piece that you were the most proud of or something that reflects the progression of, of your work? Um, uh, like I said before, I think the Beautiful Pain Project was definitely a pinnacle um, mm -hmm. as far as the music side things go. Um, um, my poetry, I think, progressed. Um, I wrote a piece once, once really diving into New York called She Keeps Me Company, and that's a crowd-engaging piece. Um, mm -hmm. That one's really fun to do. Um, that one's more loving. Um, one on the darker side of poetry uh, is called Overloaded. Um, and that one, I, I'm, that one I still choose to do, even though it's darker because it, it resonates with that audience who might be going through something. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, beautiful pain. I also, um, Tender Loving Care. Um, that was something I did for my ex-partner. Um, I, I felt like she deserved that. Um, just the and, and I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just love, I love all this stuff. The tribute to my granddad as well. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. One of them, I, yeah, one doesn't just stick out. I like, I like, I've been able to do all this stuff and, and yeah. everything has a different avenue. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And so, um, as we've been kind of chatting, um, I've had I've actually gotten some pretty random questions pop in my head that I was going to ask you that actually have nothing to do with anything. But if we're talking about movies, mm -hmm. I wonder, like, do you have a movie that you think has just the best soundtrack ever? From like from a musical um, standpoint, yeah. Sadly, from a I don't know. Yeah, sadly, I don't, I don't know. Because okay. when I when I watch movies. It's actually never used. Uh, what's it called? Um, Baby Driver. Okay. Baby Driver was actually developed because of the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. um, have you, are you familiar with that movie? Um, a little bit. Like I think what, I recall the trailer. Baby, Baby, Baby Driver. It's it's pretty. It's a pretty cool movie. Um, mm -hmm. But generally speaking, though, uh, I can't actually speak to that because when I watch movies, because um, I also did you know a little bit of. Uh, like video work myself, like mm -hmm. filming and editing, I I watch them from a um, from that like kind of director and editing that really nerdy perspective. Um, so I'm not usually tuning in as much as to the score and stuff like that. Sadly, mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. And so um, I do have one last question and then we're going to get all the rundown of how everyone can follow you and support you um in my stalking research of you uh in june 2021 in charleston city paper you referred to your work as evocative therapy what does that mean <laughs> what, does yes. it, what does that mean to you because as i'm reading this article about you i was like i don't know if i know what that means I mean, I know yes. evocative and evocative, yes. and I know therapy, but I was like, together? Yes. Uh, I was super happy when I finally got to use that. I was so excited. <laughs> just that, like, just that, like, extra making you think um, mm -hmm. 
kind of work, but also it's a release. Like it, um, yeah, uh, it, it's it's therapeutic, but also like, hey, let me let me get a little deeper than you know just normal stuff. So I was like, mm-hmm. evocative therapy. I don't know why I got to get all weird with the verbiage, but I was excited to use that one. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a wordsmith, so that's why yeah. you know stuff like that is awesome. When I'm like, oh, this is interesting. These two words together and. It does make sense because you want your audience and your listeners to take away with something that they're just going to be noodling on, you mm-hmm. know, and just sitting in that and marinating in what you have presented them, whatever Absolutely. it may have been. Absolutely. Uh, so, again, my apologies for this shortened interview. Thank you, Zoom. But there may oh, be a part oh, two. We're going to oh, figure yeah. this out. Um, but... How do people follow you, support you, like you, all of the good stuff online? Yes, yes. So I have a website and Instagram and all that stuff. Uh, currently, it's I am curls with three R's. Sometimes I change that. I don't know. One of these days, I might stick to something. <laughs> but right now, it's I am curls with three R's. Um, and same thing either with the website or you can go to christianmorant.com. They both go to the same thing. Um I think there's Facebook too. Um, and then if anybody just sees me out, usually I'm just like, yo, come talk to me after the set or something. Um, trying to trying to bring back that that yeah. kind of level of person that, per- personableness to shows um, instead of always living in the Instagram world. But I understand it all is necessary. So. And do you have any shows in the future? Maybe New York, South Carolina, anywhere along the coast that people can come see you live uh i don't have any set right now um they've been kind of more pop-up things um mm-hmm. they, i may be joining I, I think i may be joining q from christine um june, july 31st um in philadelphia for for a show um but i'm still working on steady gigs um in that regard uh so sadly nothing nothing big to announce right now Okay, but but keep watching because there is a ton of stuff that are is about to come out from from Christian. So everyone needs to be following along. Especially, I guess Instagram is the best way to find you and to follow along and stuff. So yeah, yeah. see all of your work and your new modeling photos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I'm just gonna be I'm gonna pop up everywhere. Who knows what's gonna happen? I like to, I, I, I like to kind of keep things like that sometimes. Just like you know, I'll, I'll pop in, I'll do this thing, and I'll do that thing. <laughs> yeah, keep people on their toes so they never know. Yeah, exactly. Like, they can't hold you in like one box. It's just your un your un. I don't know the right word. This is where you come in. I'm like, what am I trying to say? I'm like, uh, uh, we can't I, box you in. But I, it was like a. Yeah. And uh, uh, un- I don't. Know, I was like been serious, but um, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. works too. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is why you're the wordsmith, and I'm not. Yeah, I got it. sometimes. I'm not. I might be good with my words, but on the spot, sometimes I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, cool. it happens. Mm-hmm. Oh well, thank you so much, Christian. I cannot thank you enough for sitting down and chatting with me. Um, any yeah. parting words before we? close this out um thank you for the time we've been doing this we've been waiting to do this for a minute i'm very glad for the time and to anybody going through something man uh again uh stay strong hold on like like it you'll get through this um you'll get through this like yeah it, it can be tough out there but 
and seek, seek some creativity, seek some friends, communicate, um, yeah, and try to be married. <laughs> there you go. Stay strong and hold on. Awesome. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.